is in the know for Monday, November 14, the 318th day of 2022. There are 47 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through in the know at K105 on Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 Hosts. Live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter. And the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. Set sail on a new week in birds, gold, that, and a whole lot more. Coming up today here on In the Know. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. Is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's beach. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm okay. Uh, we had um, we had a first grader who got to stay up a little past her bedtime last night, mm-hmm. and uh, as she was even negotiating for more time past <laughs> her bedtime, I told her that the deal was she was not allowed to be cranky this morning. Correct. Um, but proving that she usually gets her way, she was cranky this morning. Fair enough to say? Well, I mean, she wasn't overtly cranky. I would, she was like solemn Sadie. She was trying (laughs) so hard not to be cranky Uh because she knew she wasn't supposed to. Okay. But yeah, deep down, she she was was still just a little bit Mm -hmm. asleep. But Reader's Digest says it's smart to be cranky. Crabbiness could be a sign that you're smarter than the average person. Researchers from Penn State found that people with above average intelligence also tend to be the most disagreeable. I think well, some people may be using that to their advantage wow. because they've been told that. But uh, that's not what she's doing. But yeah. sometimes a little crankiness is okay. He's a five-time winner of the Coveted Ohio News Hawk Award. He's a two-time Silver Sound nominee covering every corner of the globe. London, Budapest, Rio, Tokyo, and even Cincinnati. He's Sam Gormley. And the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? Doing well. You're wearing your Reds gear today? Yeah. All right. Got a question about the Reds later on in the show. I hope you'll be able to uh, answer. It's actually my point to ponder for today. Interesting. So uh, be be prepared. Does it deal with what just Rick and Bubba were just talking about? Probably. Okay. Yeah, something like that. Uh, Here's something that I don't know about you that I feel like I should know by now. Oh, gosh. And I'm a little, I guess I'm a little. Maybe I know this and I have forgotten it and I just haven't committed it to memory, but are you a cat person or a dog person? Oh, come on. I know this. I mean, I think I know this and I I, I hope I know which one. I, clearly dogs. Okay. I, 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 Not I, I, even I, close. I knew that you liked dogs, but I didn't know if you put yourself as being a dog person. Oh, if you're comparing cats, that's that's... Night and day, yeah, 100%. All right, whether you go for cats or dogs apparently reveals something about your personality. A study out of the University of Texas, where I thought they worried more on hook'em horns than they did dogs and cats, but uh, a study says those identified as dog people tend to be more social and outgoing, while cat people tend to be more neurotic and open, meaning creative, philosophical, or non-traditional. Hmm. I've been both at different points in my life. I was a cat person early on. Uh-huh. Um but I'm a dog person now. Yeah, that was my, you know, that was one reason I didn't ask you is because I, I knew the answer to that. Uh, but I know that, you know, sometimes there are just pet people. There are people that like pets, yeah. and there are some mm-hmm. households that have both dogs and Yeah, my parents and have cats. both. That's, that's all right. Uh, sunny and warmer today, warmer than yesterday. Boy, it's cold this morning. 
getting the vehicle loaded up and heading heading off to uh heading off to the week and heading off to school and work and all those things uh we're gonna see maybe a rain and snow mix for tomorrow i don't think i think tomorrow morning you may see some of that but i I wouldn't get too excited if you're looking for that i did laugh at the meme this weekend about the people who said that the reason we get snow in november um, is because I think it was Carrie that shared it. The, everybody knows the reason we get snow in November is because of those people that put their Christmas decorations up too early. <laughs> you know who you are. And I'm like, yeah, I, I knew. I do know mm-hmm. who those who those people are. Uh, mostly one's going to be here tomorrow. <laughs> one is scheduled to be here tomorrow. <laughs> That's right. Mostly sunny, 48 for today. Um, cloudy and uh, rain tonight. Maybe some snow late. A low of 36. But again, a low of 36 just means wet snow. Then tomorrow we'll see some morning rain and we'll see a high of 44. Now we can look off into the distance. Here between the lakes, I think that our Friday night low is actually going to be in the teens. I think that we'll see maybe 19 Friday night into Saturday morning and something similar Saturday night into Sunday morning. Then if you, I did glance far enough into, it looks like, Thanksgiving Day right now in our area is scheduled to be in the 50s. So, not the not the highest it's ever been. Certainly about, not the lowest it's, it's ever been. That's about what you should That's expect. That's about what yeah. you would expect for uh, a Thanksgiving Thanksgiving Day. But I don't know if you saw it, but the air show disaster down in Dallas over the weekend with two World War II era planes. One was a B-17 bomber. Um... And then another one was uh, more of a fighter type of uh, type of plane, and it just horrific. The I saw the video. I mean, there are a lot of times you see crashes or you see you see smoldering ashes on the ground, but to actually capture the collision so vividly, and six people lost their lives. The B seventeen is similar to the aircraft that visited our area. A couple of years ago on Father's Day, in fact, you can, in this photograph we're looking at, you can see that pronounced cockpit in the front where they have the glass in the front when mm-hmm. the bombardier's location and the and the cockpit in that area. And um, so anyway, really, really tragic to see and what a fireball it created. And I uh, hate, to, hate to hear of that news. Several were hurt on Friday at a uh, several young people and staff were wounded in a riot that broke out at the maximum security juvenile detention center here in the commonwealth the disturbance began friday night when a juvenile assaulted a staff member took the keys released other juveniles from their cells at the adair regional detention center they did not provide details about the nature or severity of the injuries or how long it took to bring the episode to an end but it was brought to an end. An elderly Muhlenberg County woman has died in a single vehicle accident. The Muhlenberg County Sheriff's Office State Police responded to a crash on Highway 181 Saturday morning. They found an O2 Honda Civic being driven by 82-year-old Bessie Milam of Greenville. It exited the roadway and struck a tree. She was pronounced dead at the scene by the Muhlenberg County Coroner's Office. The if you have been around Kentucky for a long period of time, you probably know the name uh, Carol Hubbard. He was one of Western Kentucky's most popular legislators in the late 20th century. He is political. He is uh, passed at age 85. 
On Saturday, his political career included being elected to the Kentucky Senate in 1967. He was 30 years old at the time. He was the youngest member of the Kentucky Senate at that time. In 1968, he was chosen by the Kentucky JCs as one of the three outstanding young men of Kentucky. He served in the Senate until 1974. He defeated incumbent Frank Stubblefield in the Democratic primary to represent Kentucky's first district in the U.S. House. He went on to win the general election, began serving in Washington in January of 75. He was one of 75 freshman members of the 94th Congress and was elected president of that freshman class of legislators. He was reelected to Congress eight times from 1976 until 1990. As a kid, it's a name I always heard of and knew but did not know a lot of the uh, particulars or the heritage of Carol Hubbard's service to our state, but uh, obviously uh, uh, long-serving and very popular. And um, Yeah, Marshall County, I think that's where he's from. Yeah, it seemed seem like that's right, that first district. The shape of that first district has changed a lot since. Uh, oh, you're considering on my drive, I saw a sign that said, vote for Jamie Comer, and I was almost a Danville. Close, oh, yeah, close to say. And, it was kind of, and that Kentucky. was to me like, why, why should I be seeing these signs here? The Kentucky Fraternal Order of Police has a new response truck to deploy t- teams to natural disasters. The truck, trailer, and equipment will allow meal preparation for first responders at the scene and ensure adequate access to food, water, and other support. The truck was paid for with a $125,000 donation uh, from uh, uh, several uh, groups. Uh, Tim Couch was at the unveiling. They might have let him drive the truck. I don't, I don't know. I mean... Tim Couch is big enough these days. Like, I don't mean big fat. I mean big, big like it, guns. Like, you, you know, he, let him. He, he has to drive your truck. You let him. Yeah, yeah. He is. He's ripped. Are you? Do you have a new baseball memorabilia in your <laughs> collection this morning, Sam? I tried to pull the picture of it, but my computer wasn't being not so good. Um, uh, baseball worn by Babe Ruth during his glory days with the Yankees sold for over one and a half million dollars. I was a little upset. Slugger Museum and Factory auction on Saturday. I was a little upset at Rick and Bubba saying, well, what do you do with this? Do you take it out and play catch? No, absolutely (laughs) not. You do not go out Uh, and pick. I know that they were probably. uh, I I would hope hope they were being facetious. (laughs) Yes, but still, you put that thing in a case and and nobody touches it. Uh, Surely it was in a case. Surely it's been in a case for a long time. It looked in a good condition. But now, if I bought that and I spent a million and a half dollars, I would put my hand in it. There would be no, I would have to at least put my hand. I'm not saying this collector did, but I would have to. I'd be like, uh, I'm going to wear this on my hand at least for a minute to say that I've, you know, I've worn it as a glove and then put it back in the case. And that'll be that. Hunt Auction said the price of $1.527 million was the highest ever paid for a glove. Wow. The glove dates to the Bambino's time with the 1927 Yankees, considered one of the greatest teams in history. All right, let's go back to Friday night and kind of run through the sports weekend. Some ups and some downs. The Cats looked very good against Duquesne on Friday night. 77-52 was the final. Reeves and Frederick helped pace the Cats. I really... um, So I've enjoyed this coal miner story, going back to the blue-white game in Pikeville. And... I, one of the reasons I I can easily remember his name is because we have a cousin named Michael McGuire. Uh, <laughs> ours is Michael Joe, and mm-hmm. and this guy I don't know is Michael Joe, but Michael McGuire and uh, the he and his extended family got to ride the team bus, and then they had like some really good seats for the game for he and his immediate family, and I got to watch the 
one, he was the Y, and that cool. to a Kentucky fan to be the Y. Uh, if you don't know, so the Kentucky cheerleaders come through during the is it the under eight timeout? It's typically, the second half. It's in the second half, about halfway through the second half, they come out and the and the cheerleaders spell all the letters. You know, they start with K and they run across the floor and they dive and they make the shapes. And then obvi- and then at the end, a celebrity or someone who the crowd would recognize or someone that's being rewarded walks out with just their arms in the air making making the why, right? And the house goes crazy. And so for Michael McGuire to be able to do that was just moving and you get chills when you when you see it. And then he they took him back to the media room for a news news conference after the fact. And his modesty and humility was so on display that he loved the experience for his family, but he really didn't want to be lauded over. Like he he was just a dad doing what he's done a hundred well, times before, which was he left the mine, he grabbed his kids, they went to a ball game. He's coached he's coached T ball looking like that before. He was just him being him, but it was really funny because the media would ask him a question and he would give a two word answer and then the all the scribes would sit there and go Okay, but then his wife would have to, then she would jump in and kind of extrapolate on going beyond. It was just touching. I just, there's so many Kentucky families like that, and I just love that they got spotlighted like that. I like that his boy, his oldest son, uh, they had obviously made him a jersey because it said McGuire on the back. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, it's, it's just, so it was, cool. it was, uh, it was wonderful. It was wonderful to see. Then also on Friday night, a lot of high school football. Uh, going uh, uh, around the area, uh, we'll get just the high spots. Uh, Central Harden, Henderson County, and Mail one and six A. Others did, but these are the ones that you. The Mail St. X game was and a little uh, bit of an upset, a, a, a little bit, but a barn burner too. Double overtime, or no, just an overtime. Uh, Bowling Green defeated South Warren, blanked South Warren thirty four to nothing. Owensboro defeated Greenwood twenty seven to twenty one. Uh, with the way that Owensboro has been treating the media, I hope that they uh, they just get trounced. Can I say that? Am I allowed to say they that? They play Fairdale. They do play Fairdale? Uh-huh. Okay, go Bulldogs. Fairdale Bulldogs. I think that's right. Yeah, yeah. I think that's right. Uh, Logan County wins. Warren East wins in Class 5A. Four, you know, four, they are yeah. Owensboro. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're Owensboro. Day of kicking media out. Bards, uh, Bardstown and Louisville Christian Academy. LCA defeated Elizabethtown's. Why well, I mentioned that in Class 3A. Metcalf County and Owensboro Catholic won in Class 2A. So yeah. down to the final eight in all the classes, right? Correct. Sem- Correct. Yeah, no, I was I was trying mm. to break down the RPI and see. I know, like, we've talked about Zach, he, where he's, because I know he'll, he'll be following Central Harden the rest of the way on who he might be going with and everything. It's kind of fun to deal with all the RPI stuff. Mm-hmm. Vandy uh, snapped their 26-game Southeastern Conference losing streak at Kroger Field on Saturday. And um, the U.K. football program took about a decade's worth step back on Saturday. I was on air, so I didn't watch a single second of it. Really, all I saw was that uh, it was 14-9 to Kentucky at one point. Yeah, Octavius Oxendine's hands to the face are what gave Vandy life. Gave him an automatic first down, and they went in to drive. It shouldn't come down to one play, but it did come down to one play that if there's no penalty on that 
on if there's no penalty on that play, Kentucky wins, and it's a it's a completely different tenor. But they play the game, and you cannot lose to Vandy if you're UK and you think you're going places. You you absolutely cannot lose to Vandy, and I just to be fully honest, I had said I wasn't selling tickets. I did. <laughs> on Saturday, I listed them. I was mad because the staff nor the team deserve to be, you know, I'm not going out of my way to help them on Saturday. And so I sold them, and they disappeared in a hurry. <laughs> Probably to a Georgia fan. Some couple of Bulldogs fans will be right there in Section 7 on Saturday. But nearly paid for half of the whole season on one transaction. <laughs> so <laughs> I feel okay about it. Or WKU sets the program record with 19 threes in their 127 to 61 win uh, on Saturday night. They just kept raining them in from everywhere. Yeah, I, you're all right with that, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I just I I don't know. It drives me crazy that they play D two schools as real games. That's yeah, it's true. But they got to play who will play them. Yeah, and know, I get so. that. I get that. I understand it, but. I don't know. It just drives me crazy because there's multiple games because they're playing like Indianapolis next, another D2 school. Congratulations. Is it Uwe Pooey or just Indianapolis? Indianapolis, no. Uwe uh, Pooey's D1, yeah. The uh, WKU football team beat Rice 45-10, to and they are now bowl eligible, so that's good for the Hilltopper football team. Uh, Clemson won their 39th straight and uh, defeated the Cards 31-16. to And then I know basketball is not really a linear game, but – Bellerman defeated U of L's basketball team by it was one last I think week. That's right. Then Moorhead State beat Bellerman sixty-two to fifty-five Saturday night. So, I read can up. we deduce that no. Moorhead State would trounce U of L no, this year? Not at all. No, I don't think you can read into that because I think Bellerman. It's not uncommon that when a team gets a huge win like that, that there's a little bit of a letdown. The next game. And Morehead State's good, too. I mean, Morehead State might beat Louisville, but I don't know that you deduce anything. And that Louisville, I think, lost again, too. I think they lost to Wright State or something. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah, well, and now it's like, well, I mean, well, now we'll just report the wins. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't that, shouldn't, except for the one versus, uh, one versus Kentucky. And up Western before that. They play the Hilltoppers in oh, the yeah. middle of December. Yeah, yeah, just a couple of weeks. Um, and then I, it was going on behind me. I was working. But who won the Cowboys-Packers game? Uh, the Packers. Okay, did. it was really exciting. I it could was. hear it going on behind me, but I didn't turn to look. And then Bengals. What happened with the Bengals? Bye week. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's it's now uh, it's the it's a big week coming. Okay. Up. So you're so you're not grumpy or elated today. You're just middle because yeah. the Bengals <laughs> didn't, didn't have a game yet today. No. All right, fair enough. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got plenty more on the way. Day number fourteen of thankful giving is coming up. And we can officially tell you what toys are making it into the Hall of Fame for 2022. That's coming up here on In the Know. Today is Loosen Up, Lighten Up Day. Lighten Up, Francis. It is Seatbelt Day. If you're not using them, I don't know how. I don't know. I don't know how you. For one, for one, that, that beeping would kill me. Uh, yeah, some people just buckle it behind them. Yeah, yeah I guess that works. <laughs> Not giving them work around. but And then it's pickle appreciation day today. I appreciate pickles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> different varieties, different flavors, sizes. It really... I don't really like the sweet ones. 
Give, give me just the dill. Yeah. You know, I probably have fewer sweet pickles uh-huh. than any others, but I don't mind. It's it. disappointing when you eat a hamburger or something that has pickles on it and it's a sweet kind. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't do it for me. My granddad, uh, well, and my grandmother too. They used to work on it together, but they would they would do some they would can some pickles so it was you know nice to have in the winter. They'd take the little small cukes, you know, that they would get that weren't really big enough to do anything else, and they would pickle them in various things. I always enjoyed that. The midges or midgets or I think it's midges, right? Yeah, something like that. So anyway, it's um, but you know, pickled asparagus and things oh, like that. Yeah. But but today's uh, pickle appreciation day, not pickled. Pickle all the various forms. Today is also day number 14 in our thankful giving program to help the Grayson County Alliance. We actually need to start with 13 because we did Friday and Saturday together and we need to do Sunday and Monday together. So yesterday was a box of instant oatmeal. Yes. We were we were putting instant oatmeal into our uh, box to collect for the Alliance. And then today is a box of elbow macaroni. Elbow Macaroni is for today. I don't know. recognize that brand. Is that a cool brand or just one that you happen to find? It's just one that I happen to find. All right. That sounds good. There's a variety in there. So now in our boxes, we have the cereal, peanut butter, stuffing mix, boxed potatoes, mac and cheese, dinner, canned fruit, uh, fruit cups, tuna in a pouch, dessert mix, applesauce, canned chili beans, box of crackers, instant oatmeal, and Elbow Macaroni. Yes. Okay, and if you need a list, let us know. We'll wrap up on the 27th, and we'll be ready to provide these boxes over to Colonel Childress and the rest of the um, the rest of our friends over at the Alliance. Boxes are getting a little bit heavy, mm-hmm. <laughs> a little, little bit dense. Here are some, uh, some tips to help be food safe this Thanksgiving holiday. Many people are going to start. Preparation work in the coming days, you know, clear out your refrigerator and get your utensils ready, sharpen your knives, etc. But here are uh, the USDA offering some tips. Clean and sanitize. Hand washing is the first step to avoid foodborne illness. Wash your hands for at least 20 seconds with soap and water before, during, and after handling food. Avoid cross-contamination. Yeah. Pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, it is self-explanatory. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I never break that rule. Uh, Thaw your turkey safely. Right. There's a trick to that, and you can find it online. So I'm going to need to... I'm going to need to work on some of my birds next Wednesday. and One day for every three pounds? Yeah, that's that's about right. So... There's a there's a calculator that you can do online depending upon when you need them. And it's especially in my case where I'm frying at least one of my birds, it's really important to have them dried out <laughs> That's so statement. that there's no you don't have a residual piece of ice in there in the cavity or it'll That's an actual sound that I've heard. <laughs> What's before. it do again? <laughs> Cook thoroughly. Uh, by the way, this says when thawing in a refrigerator, allow roughly 24 hours for every four to five pounds of turkey. I would bet the USDA is probably, they probably err on the Side, side of, of going a little bit longer. And there's no harm because when you're putting it in the refrigerator, 
the harm is you don't have room for anything else mm-hmm. in the refrigerator once you put the bird or birds in there. You can do the cold water thawing. And our friends at Butterball always talk about that, too. Make sure you cook thoroughly. It needs to be 165 degrees. And then if you're stuffing your turkey, uh, that's got some extra. You need to be really, really careful about that. The two-hour rule, don't leave food sitting out for too long. Yeah, we certainly never break that rule. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Two-hour rule. Okay. And store leftovers in a small, shallow container and put them in a refrigerator. Thanksgiving leftovers are safe to eat up to four days in the refrigerator. In the freezer, leftovers are safely frozen indefinitely, but will keep best quality from two to six months. So there are the high spots for how to. I did run across where Frank's Red Hot, they've released a new injector marinade for the 2022 holiday season. So I do a Buffalo Ranch turkey, and I inject ranch. I'll take ranch seasoning and water, then mix it up into my own concoction, and then I inject the bird. And having that ranch season seasoning in the bird when I fry it and then using a little buffalo sauce after the fact is a nice touch for me. I like having that as an option. It isn't really, I don't really want it exclusively. And I know some people just want regular turkey. So I try not to make only that. But now, and then I've made a Cajun one before where you use the Cajun butter and you inject it and it's good. But now I'm thinking, well, would Frank's Red Hot be, it's not, surely it can't just be hot sauce. They must be putting something else. I don't know. And what's it say on the jar? It says Frank's Red Hot Injector, so I assume yeah. there's more in there. But they are calling injector marinade. So does marinade mean there's some other goodness in there other than just Frank's Red I Hot? I would assume so. Maybe some butter. Put some butter in there with uh, your Frank's Red Hot. White Castle's new Thanksgiving stuffing recipe uh, goes bite-sized just like their sliders. White Castle has started started its own tradition. In 1991, White Castle released its own original slider stuffing recipe, a way of turning their tiny burgers into um, stuffing for your turkey. But more recently, the brand has been churning out new annual twists on its stuffing. Last year, it was bacon jalapeno cheese slider stuffing and southwestern jalapeno cheese slider stuffing. Now keeping the trend going, they're making, uh, they're taking their inspiration from their own burgers and offering up a recipe for a smaller, bite-sized stuffing option called Stuffin' Muffins. I would eat it. I actually had this conversation um, at a family member's house the other day, and uh, I think it sounds good. I would try it. Yeah. I mean, I mean yes. How can sure. you go wrong? Hard, hard to, yeah. Well, I mean, you can. I mean, if you if, if you, you do it right, if you eat too much of the White Castle, it might not be it might be the part where you kick the rest of the family out. I, say, I don't think you're any more vulnerable. Like any any time you invoke the name White Castle into your life, there's a little bit of roulette that you're playing. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it depends be- upon several factors, but. Let's put it this way. No one ever went to White Castle, and when they were sick two days later, couldn't figure out what it might have been. <laughs> Fair enough? Fair enough. Two days? Or day, or like or whatever. Any, anytime you make the decision 
four or five to hours. bring White Castle into your life. It's not as if you are ignorant if things go wrong for you <laughs> downstream of that decision. I agree. Yeah, it's, it's hard to disagree there. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to alarm anyone. We're rolling into his season. But has anyone checked on Santa? I haven't. Because if we think inflation is bad for us, all right, just regular Joe Schmo out running well, around. He, they make all the toys. Inflation shouldn't have any impact on him. But sure, but they got to buy raw materials. Do they? Well, I mean, raw materials got to come from somewhere. Don't they make them themselves? I mean, does Santa have a plastics factory? I don't. I don't. I don't you know. don't know that he doesn't. Have they not I, I cut down all the trees. I don't yet? know that he doesn't. I just know the adage is there's no such thing as a free lunch. So someone somewhere is paying for. I mean, you know, maybe, maybe. I hope Santa wasn't invested in FTX. Hmm. Like I hope Santa's portfolio wasn't in Bitcoin or. So I would imagine Santa is suffering from some of the inflationary concerns that we all are. So I guess we probably need to cut the old man a break if things don't give us, if things don't turn out for us exactly like we want this Christmas. I don't think it's because we necessarily landed on the naughty list like Walter Hobbs, but I'm just saying we need to go into this with tempered expectations. Mm-hmm. Would that be fair? Sure. I think so. The Toy Hall of Fame inductions are complete. Some weeks ago, we went through the list of finalists for this year. Bingo, mm-hmm. Briar Horses, Catan, uh, Nerf, Pinata, Phase 10, Pound Puppies, Racco, Spirograph. Those were among the finalists. But the ones getting in, congratulations to Masters of the Universe, Light Bright, and the top. Talk about the top kicking it old school. Yeah. The nerf is is robbed. I think the the nerf's day is coming. I think the nerf. Snubbed. to be clear, I believe that the bright light and the the light bright and the top have probably retired from service, and I think they definitely need no. to need to get in. Did did Dennis host like a watch party for this since he's the master? Surely, of the you know, some guy. people have Oscars parties uh-huh. and they get all dressed up in black tie. I would imagine that the at Cook Ranch for the Toy Hall of Fame induction ceremony, they probably went ahead and just kind of dressed all up as. He-Man and She-Ra. Skeletor? Skeletor, Grayskull, like all those. I'm just pulling names. And, and uh, he all is part of the universe. He's sitting there, and he's... <laughs> I think we're about to see the uh, the Toyota Tundra come flying down the hill right uh, now. He, he's, he sounds like Kermit the Frog today, so he may, not, he may be convalescing. Uh, so, are we okay with these? I'm, I'm excited about the Light Bright. No, 
Nerf has plenty of chances to get in. Like, sure. well, so do these. Nerf is the Derek Jeter of the of the toydom, where oh. just retired, got to be got to be retired for a few no. seasons, Hell and no. then heck no, heck no, he, no. Derek Jeter. Oh, don't get me. <laughs> he is much better than Nerf is much better than the, Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter was a first ballot Hall of Famer, except been? for one vote. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm not I mean, saying that, but except, I think he Ken one, Griffey Jr. Except for one one vote. I mean, it was unanimous on the first ballot. So, congratulations to Masters of the Universe. Congratulations to the top, and congratulations to Light Bright, your 2022 inductees into the Toy Hall of Fame. Great careers on all accounts. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around. You're only in the know. So complicated. Did you know the radio code Wilco, as in Roger Wilco, is short for Will Comply. You say Roger Wilco. Roger is heard you. And Wilco is Will Comply. Roger Wilco. So now you know. Uh, so this Sturgill Simpson song reminds me again. Uh, we are in the uh, we're in a we're in a Yellowstone blackout at the moment. I've not seen Yellowstone from last night, two hour season premiere. Not seen it. Waiting right there on the DVR, but uh, neither have I. Not seen it. Hoping to avoid spoilers. <laughs> so. <clears throat> Don't know how long I'm going to have to wait to be able to see. I think several people put it off because it was a two-hour and it started at eight. I don't mm. think we're the only ones. Okay. Now, are you waiting on somebody to do it? You're wait. He's waiting on me. That's what I was thinking. I yes. was assuming is that that was the case. Yeah, he's waiting on me. How, well, how? we mentioned last week. Could we put her to bed early and try to get it in? And the answer to that was no. No, there was no way. So. At the weekend box office, Wakanda Forever opened with a $330 million worldwide and $180 million in the United States. Uh, no surprise, there, were, there was no competition. Everybody had just cleared a pathway for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. At number two, though, Black Adam. I wonder if there's ever been a time where you got the word black in the first and second titles at the box office. Uh, Ticket to Paradise at three, Lila Crocodile at four, Smile at five. So, yeah, hopefully I'll get around to seeing the Black Panther and then the Wakanda Forever at some point in time in the in the future. Um, <laughs> boy, Chappelle was on SNL Saturday night. Chappelle is so good. He, I mean, his stand-up is so spot on. His takes are fresh. He took on the whole Kanye, Kyrie thing, and he started by reading a disclaimer talking about he's not an anti-Semitic and he's not blah, blah, blah. I stand with my, sta- I stand with the Jews, et cetera. And then just turn around and did five minutes on the whole controversy and that type of thing. But it was it, one of the best lines was he said, Kanye got in so much trouble that Kyrie got in trouble. It was like they were going through the alphabet, like Kanye messed up so much. And they said, all right, well, we can't get you in enough trouble. Let's go on to the next person. And so also, the um, Chappelle's, uh, he brought, you know, all of his old friends from Chappelle show. So he took a lot of his famous characters from Chappelle show and put them in house of dragons. So it was the guy, you know, the, the guy that's always scratching his neck, you know, because he's tweaking and all that other stuff. And then it's just, it was, it was funny. Uh, the musical guest also pretty good. So not, not too bad, but um, it was funny. 
the Kiki Palmer and SZA will be the SNL uh, host and musical guest for the next episode, December 3rd. So there's not an actual Thanksgiving episode of SNL coming up this weekend. So the next one will be December 3, and they'll probably do three in the month of December, and then that third one would be their Christmas episode. Sam, when does the World Cup get underway? Is it next month, uh, or is it? No, I knew it was uh, in the winter because it's Qatar. The The Americans play a week from today. Oh, That's so the, it starts. Okay, so it does start uh, so in November. I think it starts maybe this weekend. I know that, that America's first game is at like 2 o'clock against Wales um, a week from today. And then it's like I think Black Friday they play the play England, yeah. And then the week they play I think Saudi Arabia, maybe like that next Tuesday or something. Dua Lipa addresses rumors that she's performing at the World Cup opening ceremony in Qatar. She says she is not. She doesn't why. I'm not sure why there are so many mm-hmm. rumors going around, but she is not. Would it be a bad thing if if she were? I, I like. But, well, Qatar is not an area of the world where women who dress sometimes like Dua Lipa are allowed to dress like Dua Lipa. So, in fact, was hajib? Is that with the, the, the headscarf? Hijab. hijab. Is that the headscarf? Like hijab? Yeah, I think. Would uh-huh. if she were going to perform at the opening ceremonies, like no would idea. she have to dress more modestly? And is that the controversy? Is my like, why, no why would idea. it be such a big deal? I thought you were our FIFA World Cup correspondent, Sam. <laughs> maybe, maybe on the on the pitch, but <laughs> so in your intro now, um, Budapest, Rio, Tokyo. Can you and, name a city in Qatar? And Qatar, um, string, Qatar string. <laughs> uh, Chris Rock will perform for Netflix's first ever live special. So Netflix is going to do something. If he wouldn't I've have been gotten, hearing about this. If he wouldn't have gotten yeah. slapped, would this have happened? I don't know. But right now, he's kind of your go-to of, you know, there's a well. Even when Eddie Murphy hosted Saturday Night Live a couple of years ago, he brought out sort of the current Mount, Mount Rushmore of African American comics, and Rock was in the group. You know, it was Murphy, Rock, Chappelle. Uh, Tracy, uh, no, no, not Tracy, Tra- Morgan? Tra- Tracy Morgan came out, but goodness, uh, Kevin Hart. Oh, so I mean, you put so yeah. I mean, it has to be one of those four or five guys, but probably getting slapped didn't hurt. <laughs> and, well, it might well, hurt. Well, it didn't hurt. It didn't. It didn't hurt his chances of being, uh, <laughs> of being, yeah, you know. And uh, Christina Applegate, I sad that she says her role in Dead to Me is maybe her last acting job due to her MS. She's battling MS and she's not able to uh, work professionally like she would like to and so she said that this could be her uh, last role. So I'm kind of uh, sorry sorry to hear that. You know, she's married with children and kind of just shot her career into into the stratosphere. She's been active for a long time so she's aging like the rest of us. To hear that. Gonna get to a break, come back, got point to ponder, and uh, got chart toppers, pearl of wisdom, and more. MP's point to ponder for today. Actually, times two. So, point to ponder A. Sam, Pete Rose, pinned a letter to Rob Manfred, Major League Baseball, asking his lifetime ban be rescinded to get into the Hall of Fame. So, not, not gonna ask you, should he or should he not be? 
will he be no. while he's living? No. Will he be after he's yes. gone? That's kind of made me, if that's the gray area where they're a lifetime ban, uh-huh. but once you're gone, like that's the punishment though. You never, you never. Uh-huh. So do you think Pete Rose can go on in knowing that he'll get in after he's gone? Like, is there I any mean, solace I mean, I in know, that? I know he says that it means a lot to be in the Reds Hall of Fame and everything, but I know that it's No, he, well, he wants to be in the Hall uh-huh. of Fame. I mean, yeah, it would be great to be in the Reds Hall of Fame. He is. No, but, he is yeah, in the Reds said, Hall of Fame, and his well, number's retired. Well, he's got a statue. Great, but it not, it's, not, it's not Cooperstown. Uh-huh. And so then uh, point to ponder B, finally Wednesday morning, it appears, Artemis may be off the pad and onto the moon. Like, we got to go back to is Labor Is anybody going to be on there? No, or is it this, is un, this is unmanned. So what, what's the point? Well, it, it paves the way for, because one, the power of the rocket, one, never, this large has uh, never been launched before. It will go orbit around the moon, and it will basically, they'll be able to dress rehearsal for sending man flight in, uh, I don't know if it's the next one, but future ones. So uh, when we were in that area, the end of August, we thought it was going like, within 24 hours of us seeing it. Then we thought, all right, it's going within 24 <laughs> hours of us getting back. And it didn't go. And they finally hauled it back to the assembly building to work on it. They rolled it back to the pad. It was out when Hurricane Ian, or when uh, Nicole came through. And now it apparently is going early Wednesday morning. But the Wednesday morning is like... 12.05 a.m. our time, which is almost like late Tuesday night. Should I stay up? Should I try to stay up to see it? Or should I just say, well, I'll just record it and I can see it in the morning? I mean, if you're asking me, I would not be staying up. I'd record it because it looked the same as if I watched it <laughs> at 10, as if I watched it at whatever time it happens. Mm-hmm. Well, to give you to give you some idea, this would not come as a surprise to you, but Mama Carla loves celestial things and like eclipses and that type of thing. So last week, I had to mention to Mama Carla that there was a lunar eclipse and the time of day. And so I was saying, are you going to see it? Because it's really not that, you, know, it's, you just have to get up a little bit early but it was my way of saying, please take pictures so the rest of us can see it. <laughs> so, because I was not willing to get up early enough to see it. But I thought I could trick her into doing it. And so, but she did not. And I had to rely upon the pictures of professionals. So I think I will not stay up to watch it. But it f- feels to me a little bit defeatist to not because I've been so invested in this Artemis rocket. I couldn't stay awake even if I wanted to. Maybe I can tell myself I'm going to try to stay awake, but knowing I won't. Mm-hmm. So then I could say, well, I just fell asleep. But voluntarily going, going to sleep, 12.05 a.m. Central time? Yes, central time, 12.05 a.m. It's not that late. Not for you, an old man like me. <laughs> I'm asleep before 10 o'clock. And I'm asleep earlier than that. I would have to set an alarm to be able to do it. The good news is they'll start the cool stuff about 
you know, two hours from it going, they'll start, you know, they'll start, mm-hmm. you know, there'll be radio chatter and loading them up. And so I could stay, probably stay awake mm-hmm. if I suddenly didn't, if I was just sitting around staring at the ceiling and then said, oh, at midnight, I'm going to have to well, turn just, on the TV. Just when that stuff starts, just pause it on your TV. And then when you wake up in the morning and when you're getting ready and everything, you can play it and watch it. There you go. Or right? I could just hit the button, add to library and it and will. That works as well. Okay. As you can tell, I'm conflicted. On television tonight, ABC has Bachelor in Paradise. The Voice is on NBC, the top 16 perform. And on ESPN, Commanders at Eagles. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Commanders aren't any good, are they? Not particularly. But the Eagles are good. They're, I think, still undefeated. Yeah. Um, I don't and I don't think we get Peyton and Eli tonight, which I worked with a guy from me. Philly when I lived in Evansville. His name was Mark Baker, and he was from Philadelphia, and he would say Eagles. Really? He didn't say Eagles. He said Eagles. And so that's what people from that area, they, they, they say Eagles. Yeah, you could, Go Eagles. I'm hoping that, I mean, there were a lot of good games yesterday in the NFL. I'm hoping that's a lead into tonight. Today's highlight in history, this day, 1970, a chartered Southern Airways DC-9 crashed while trying to land in West Virginia, killing all 75 people on board, including the Marshall University football team and its coaching staff. Herman Melville's novel Moby Dick was published this date in 1851. Apollo 12 blasted off for the moon this date in 1969. Michael Jackson married Debbie Rowe this date in 1996. Birthdays today. Former NASA astronaut Fred Hayes is 89. King Charles III is 74 today. Yanni, the pianist Yanni, is 68 today. No idea how old Laurel is. Hmm. Condi Rice is 68. Reverend Run from Run DMC is 58. Patrick Warburton is 58. He played Putty on Seinfeld, and then he was also oh, played Jeff on. Um, he he played Jeff on Rules of Engagement. He is the host of Soren Around the yes. World at Disney's Epcot. He's got. I mean, love he's the voice. Joe and Family Guy. He's oh, he's, a he? he's a lot of. He's a lot of. Never seen any Family Guy. He's a lot of different characters. Kronk in Emperor's New Groove. Oh, that's right. Kurt Schilling is 56. Josh Duhamel is 50. Brian Dietzen is 45. He plays Mr. Palma on NCIS. And former SNL alum, well, I guess SNL alum, Vanessa Bayer is 41 today. Gone but not forgotten. Claude Monet in 1840. Mamie Eisenhower in 1896. Morton Downey in 1901. McLean Stevenson who played the original colonel on MASH, was born in 1927, uh, Henry Blake. Chart toppers. Let's go to 1955 and try and go to Gale Storm. I hear you knocking. I pretty much, in an indirect way, gave you a shout-out during my center football broadcast on Saturday because I talked about MASH. I connected MASH to Millsaps football. Because Radar O'Reilly, the actor, Gary Berghoff, yeah. went to Millsaps. He did. Interesting. Was he from Ottumwa, Iowa? Radar O'Reilly from Ottumwa, I was going to say, you know, I don't know that many people from Jackson, Mississippi go to Iowa. Uh, yeah, that's true. I mean, it means chart toppers go to 1964. The Shangri-Las. You called two games at center on Saturday. I guess you enjoyed the second one more because it was indoors. It was it was really cold because yeah. our, our press box is outside, 
and it was snowing throughout the game. Shangri-Las, leader of the pack, number one in 64. We, uh, my color analyst, he, with about two minutes left, center kept calling timeouts when they were up by almost, they were up by 53, so he just said, I'm leaving. <laughs> well, <laughs> said, I don't get that. You can hardly blame him. 1973, Ringo Starr, number one with photographs. One of the few Ringo's songs, you know, you don't. Nope, I don't hear many Ringo's. Not many Ringo hits. Certainly not many number ones. Old Richard Starkey. Old R.S. Ringo Starr. 1982. From the film, An Officer and a Gentleman. Joe Cocker, Jennifer Let's go to 1991. Prince and the New Power Generation. Number one, with Cream. You haven't been able to have a lot of uh, Prince music on YouTube for a while. That catalog wasn't available until uh, recently. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's harder to find. Let's go to the year 2000. 22 years ago today, NSYNC was number one with This I Promise You. That's enough, NSYNC. <laughs> wow. Well, let's go. Let's go 13 years ago today. Miley was number one with Party in the USA. Number one four years ago today, Marshmallow and Bastille. Number one with Happier. Empty's Pearl of Wisdom for today says, Footprints on the sands of time are not made by sitting down. Footprints on the sands of time are not made by sitting down. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for Beej, I'm MB, and now you're in the know. <laughs>